2: welcome to your killing it. I'm Tam. And I'm Michelle Grace Hunter. <laughs> is there a delay on here or is this? No, just... today we're good. We're
0: good.
2: Perfect. Okay. So streaming from the farm here in Cuddy Cuddy, New Zealand, and Michelle's in Melbourne. And we have an amazing inspirational guest on today by the name of Mr. Roland J. Slade. Jay for short, right?
1: Yep, that's it.
2: (laughs) Welcome, Jay. We're super excited to have you on the show today. And we wanted to bring you on because you're an impressive man in many ways. For one, you are a guide runner for the Paralympics uh, representing the USA, which we mm-hmm. want to dig into, um, also an in- incredibly talented drummer and uh, music creator and singer. So we wanted to talk about that as well. So uh, obviously, you know, quite different worlds I could imagine. But um, yeah, let's kick this off. So, hi and welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh,
2: yeah. we're super excited, and hopefully, my Wi-Fi doesn't turn into a robot.
0: I think- <laughs> Is it roboty? <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're <laughs> good. Are Clear, yeah. crystal clear. We have you. It's great.
2: Yay. Okay. So first of all, Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm born and raised in San Diego, California, uh, in the United States. Um, did track and field like my whole life, like from the time I was a little kid to through college and that sort of thing. I actually grew up, um, with a uh, heavy influence with, with church as well. So I did a lot of music in that way. So I kind of did them like kind of simultaneously growing up and then, um, kind of branched off in the sports thing as, as the, as time went on.
2: Um, Yeah. Awesome. So um, why, so tell us a bit more about the sports stuff first. So um, first of all, for people who are listening that don't necessarily know what the role of a guide runner Mm -hmm. is, can you explain that to us? So
1: basically it's, if you can think of like a, like a three-legged race. So like the person that's the guide is running alongside of the visually impaired athlete. So I'm mimicking what they're doing like right next to them and we're attached with like a like a shoestring basically it's about about six inches long and i'm running right next to them and yelling commands straight 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 turn 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 go 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 so I'm essentially their eyes on the track running down yeah and everything's gonna be so super cool insane. yeah that's yeah. the
0: coolest oh. thing i've
2: ever heard I actually didn't know that you were yelling commands out to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. The hundred, the two hundred, the four hundred, like the whole time we're talking, letting them know where they're at on the track, what to do next, what's coming up. Yeah.
0: Oh my so god. you have and to so- obviously be um you know, like if the guide is slower than the runner, they're gonna get really frustrated with you. So you've got to <laughs>
1: keep <up with> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They- <laughs> They definitely make sure to to pair people with, you know, the guys that were always significantly faster. And so just so that we can be able to run and, yeah. you know, speak to them as we're, as we're doing it.
0: Yes, yeah, I would like, imagine
2: I, that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like I went to a boxing class this morning and I, I couldn't even speak like five seconds into it so it's like <laughs> even just talking while you're exercising is nuts let alone like yelling that's like such much. a good point yeah <laughs> being
0: able yes. to communicate while you're sprinting <laughs> would <be> very difficult <laughs> <laughs> i just totally didn't know
2: that you were ye- yelling that. like i just i don't know i it's a bit silly i didn't know that maybe but like i knew you were attached by the string but mm-hmm. i didn't know that it was yeah but i like it how the way that you put it it's like you're their eyes on the track yeah and- so you
1: have to give them that reference as we're going around so they know exactly what to do and when to do it.
0: So, so how so do you even, how do you even get into something like that? What's your, what was the interest, I guess, in trying into doing something like that? Did you know someone that was visually impaired and that was, it came up that way or how did that Actually
1: come up? it kind of happened kind of by accident, really. Like I finished my collegiate eligibility and then I was still trying to compete and train myself to do my own solo thing. And my coach at the time was like, Hey, there's this, this other opportunity that you might, want to think about and he's like you know it's guide running i'm like what the heck is guide running i have no idea what that even is but <laughs> yeah. okay like i think you'd be really good for it I'm like all right whatever so we have uh, olympic training centers here um in the states and so he said hey they're looking for somebody to be a guide so i went down there they did this whole like you know a bunch of round of tests and physical fitness things and whatnot and they said okay now you're gonna run with this person that's blind and i'm like well how like <laughs> what do you want me to do and then they told me the whole tether thing and all that and it just it just clicked the first time that i did it and i was like whoa like this is something really really cool i get to use my abilities and my talents to actually come alongside and help somebody else and so i said okay well i'll i'll, I'll give it a shot and then they said okay don't call us we'll call you i didn't hear anything for two weeks like nothing <sighs> and then i get a call they're like hey we need you at the training center 5 a.m we're going to attract me uh, oh okay, sure, great. So I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
2: are you in?
1: So I'm thinking that I'm going to go and just kind of watch and observe and kind of get some pointers and all that. Get in a van with all of them. We go up to this track meet, and like, you're going to run with this person the hundred. You're going to run with this person the two hundred. You're going to call this person in the long jump. I'm like, today, like now, <laughs> like, this is an actual an event. <laughs> like, I've never outside of the oh, little wow. trial thing, like, I've never done this ever. And they're like, no, you'll be fine. And oh my it was God. kind of a trial by fire by, by fire thing. And it actually, I mean, it would, it was, it went off flawlessly. And so from then on, that was back in uh early 2012. And that's how I fell into that's it. Yeah.
0: Wild. wild. But also, too, like what it must feel just I just got goosebumps when you are telling like the story of how, you know how you went down and did that trial. But like it must feel really so fulfilling because, like you said, you're you're using your skills to help these people that um, who otherwise, you know, potentially wouldn't be able to do this to the fullest ability. Cause they, you know, they, they're either visually impaired or I'm sure mm-hmm. there's other, there's different things, but like, it just must feel really awesome to be able to help in this way. Absolutely. And I think especially
1: mm. in track, cause track is a very individual sport. It's you're basically, I mean, yeah, you're racing other people, but it's, it's you against the clock. Like it's not like football yeah. or basketball or whatever, where it's a team thing. And so this is an opportunity to really, it's a, it's a team sport really yeah. within it. You know, you're allowing, you're coming alongside somebody else. And, and I love doing that anyway, you know, helping other people out. And that's why well, I do a lot of different things like that in my own personal life. So to be able to do that on the track,
2: mm. was just like,
1: Oh yeah, I'm all about this. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it's, it's deemed to be like a solo type
1: sports. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. But then here you are doing like full collaborative kind of, it's, it's such an amazing thing. So um we, <laughs> have you ever like been afraid of like, i mean you can't like misguide someone right to like if they're jumping like have you been like gotten into any situations where you've kind of called out the wrong shots or anything or was it just kind of intuitive that you it's not that timing and stuff like what yeah Uh, (laughs) um, i've never had
1: anything crazy like that happen like there was never anything off but during the uh the 2012 paralympic games in london so that was the first big major competition that I'd been in. And the, the crowd is, I mean, it's 85,000 people. And so we're getting ready to run. And I'm looking out, I'm, I'm looking and I'm seeing everything. And so my heart's racing. So the guy that I'm running with, he's like, how, how's it? I mean, how, are you are we good? How are we doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. And so I'm trying to calm him down. And so yeah. the gun goes and we're running. And I am screaming, like just yelling, <laughs> you know, trying to let him know where we're at. And my voice goes out. Like, oh. and it's just like. Uh, like I sound like I'm going through puberty in like middle school I'm (laughs) straight 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 go 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 at the end of the race all he like he kind of gets next to me he's like hey are you okay man like (laughs) 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 that's the only thing that's like the most crazy thing that's happened is my voice just completely went from being loud and powerful to yeah just going on you yeah
2: Oh my gosh. And like, for you, you're kind of like, you can see these, all these people in the stands Mm -hmm. watching and he could probably hear them all, but it's like, yeah, I guess his his probably like the hearing would be hypersensitive for him, but you would have been like, crap, like you can hear
1: everything. (laughs) I wonder what happened to your voice. I was kind of, I got kind of a little nervous. I'm like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) And it hasn't happened to you again.
1: Never again. It never happened. It happened that one, that one time one race, (laughs) it's never happened again. I think it was just everything it was just the nerves
0: yeah oh, that's yeah. so awesome so you've been to a couple of um Paralympics uh mm-hmm. um, how many have you been to in total
1: um let's see Paralympics I went to the one in London and then I've been that was the first, only games I've been to then I've been to several world championships
0: oh uh, yeah yeah awesome so it must feel um like you said it's like a team effort if someone wins or you know medals or whatever mm-hmm. that's you're directly like literally tied to that yeah, achievement yeah, so yeah. do you do you get like gold medals and stuff as well like how does that work
1: yeah actually in 2012 that was the first year they allowed guides to I didn't medal in 2012 but they allowed guides to have medals and since then anytime that we compete with them and on that stage we get a medal as well so it's really cool
2: wow that's yeah. so that's, cool I love it's that so cool I've seen in your on your Instagram though like I've looked so like, um, is it Josiah is the yeah, one that you've uh-huh. worked with? Yeah. yeah. He looks so awesome, but always when you've like achieved something, you're always pointing at, um, you know, Josiah or, yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, because it's like, but I think that's quite humble, obviously. Cause it's like both of your efforts and stuff like that, but it's, um, yeah, I think that's really cool that they, they decided to, to start giving guide runners medals as well. Cause of course it's like team, team effort. Um, yeah. It's my, I hope my Wi Fi is okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so I wanted to know as well about your, um, your regime because we talked about how you, in the peak season, you're doing a lot of training during the mm-hmm. day, right? Yeah. So, talk us through a little bit of that so we can sit here with our jaws dropped open. <laughs> how do you get that six pack, Jay? <laughs> You made you I have mean, to work <laughs> for that. Like, yeah. wait, yeah. <laughs> those are not implants. I mean, it's <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: definitely broken up, so the morning will be, you know, it'll be like a, like a kind of a getting your body kind of ready type thing. So it's not necessarily like yoga, but it's some stretching and like active movement stuff. And then we'll go from that to breakfast, and then after breakfast, and you kind of go, then you have some downtime to get let everything digest, and then you go into the track to have your track workout, and that's anywhere from two to three hours. And then after that time, then you go back for the cafeteria, you get your food, eat. Then you go to the weight room. You've got one weight room session, you know, and that's, it might be lightweight, might be plyometric stuff. And that's like an hour and a half to two hours. And you've got some more downtime. Then you come back and you're doing maybe yoga or whatever. And, and then another session of weights. And then you've got your recovery time, which is still some jogging and running and movement and there's the band work and things like that so it's most it's 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 like multiple sessions throughout the day that are split up so it's not like just some crazy like just eight hours straight of hardcore training it's it's broken up
0: wow I feel so lazy okay. i feel like i'm just underachieving in my life in <laughs>
2: yeah but to be fair like to be fair you are locked down have you seen any of the lockdown news over there Jay from um over in California what's going on in Australia at the moment
0: no no.
2: oh they well Michelle you can kind of touch on that if you want (laughs) Uh, we're in our sixth
0: we're in our sixth lockdown um so and when we say lockdown it's not like an American version of a lockdown it's like you literally can't leave, you can't work, you can't do anything uh, unless you're like, um, uh, um, you know, like if you worked in a hospital or a supermarket, you could work, you're Mm. a central worker, Um, but we can't really leave the house. We can only leave the house for one hour exercise a day. So I definitely could not do your regime unless I was trying to do it at at my house. So uh, we're in our Mm. sixth lockdown because um, we were in a really good position last year where we got Mm. down to zero cases um, pretty much across the nationwide. So we pretty much eradicated um, COVID and we were in the situation where we just needed the vaccination rollout to happen. We would have been in a really good position, but they completely bungled that. They didn't order enough. It was like this whole thing. So now the only way we have to control, especially the Delta version, because it's so transmissible mm-hmm. is, um, mm-hmm. is to go into lockdown. So we just constantly in, we go in and out of lockdown. So you think mm-hmm. that you're getting your life back together and then you go into a lockdown and then you come out again and you're like, Oh, you might have a month or you might have six weeks and it's like relatively normal. And then you go into a lockdown and it's just like this. Mm-hmm. So we're back in our six forth, yeah, back yeah. and forth. It's just oh this gosh. constant. Yeah. It's really, it's tricky, but it, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully soon it's, we'll have this. Yeah. And we have a really, um, a big uptake in people, that would like to take the vaccination too. So it's not like there's, there's not as much hesitancy as there is overseas. So um, mm-hmm. people are just like, we're just like waiting for it. Like wh- where could we go? Like we're, we're booked in, we've been booked in for ages, like where we can't mm-hmm. get it for another month. So it's just like waiting until you could get it. So it's yeah, obviously right. really, really different position. Um, so yes, yeah, so it does. It's tricky when you're just, you feel like you're just stuck in your house and you can't do the usual, like all the gyms are closed and, stuff yeah, like
1: that yeah so, I bet. yeah yeah it's like that for a little odd. bit here
0: yeah yeah, yeah i think most places had yeah. kind of smaller versions of that and we thought you know last year would have been it but no we're in yeah <laughs> Still
2: well me. did they um they've got the military policing the streets over there like i was in over sydney
0: there. in sydney um not so much in melbourne um but the sydney's got a fairly big yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Sydney's got a fairly big outbreak now where they're just really struggling to get it under control uh, because I think also, too, a lot of the essential workers, they work in a particular, uh, they, a lot of them are from a particular kind of region of Sydney, so they are still they have to still work. Mm. They've got bigger families. Um, this is like a, you know, a, a generalisation, but so you're just seeing um, big family populations getting uh covid and it's really tricky to to kind of isolate um People that still have to work, so it's very, 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 yeah. very tricky. So, anyway, that's enough of COVID. Let's let's yeah. talk about Jay. Yeah. Way more exciting. <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
2: way more... Boring. Um, this is so. Well, we boring. did. We did have a question about living in the US so at mm. the USA over the uh, last few years, though, and like yeah. not only COVID but also with the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matters movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were quite interested to be, I guess, educated of like what is it like over there right now and um you know yeah how ha- how has it been to live through that time and um yeah tell us a bit about that we want to know
1: it was it's definitely calmed down from where it was last, like there was so much tension in the country last year like I've never yeah. in my entire life experienced it like that where yeah you could really it was palpable you could feel it like everywhere and even though we're you know obviously locked down but it just there was so much tension and now it's still there's very clear sides, kind of like this kind of divide, I feel like. Um, wow. But it was just really intense. There was there was so much anger and obviously, you know, pain and, and, and sadness and, and, and rage. But there was also a, a lack of understanding. I think there was yeah. just a lot of talking at each other rather than pausing and really listening to understand. Um, yeah. That was my biggest takeaway from it last year, especially, was just... It, it, it wore to the point where I didn't even want to even deal with it anymore. It just, I wanted to withdraw because it was so yeah. painful because you speak about something and then people are so dismissive at times about your yeah. own humanity. I'm like, wow, you know, and it was also very telling. The last thing I'll say about it, 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 it opened my eyes to views that people had that I wasn't aware of. That was probably um. the hardest part for me to realize people that, I had gone to lunch with that I, you know, had hung out with or whatever. And, and to see yeah. that some of the things that they were saying and the ways that they thought it was like, Whoa, like, wow. you believe these sorts of things. Wow. I'm, I'm one of these people, like, how do you,
0: yeah. do,
1: you know, and yeah. so that was, that was a challenge to deal with.
0: I wow. have a couple of, I actually have quite a lot of black friends that live in America actually. And they said something, they were all saying stuff really similar in that it was, just that realisation that those people that felt like that were people that they would have considered friends or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, work colleagues that still held these views that they potentially had thought were not eradicated because obviously they're still there, but you just, I guess you don't, Mm. until something so big like this happens, it it just, it brings everything to the forefront, doesn't it? It's really, I just, I can't even imagine. It must be just so tricky to live through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In Southern California, I will say, because here's, mm-hmm. it's, I would assume, I always assume because it's so diverse and like, oh, we don't have the the the, the really, really staunch racists here. I, I mean, I was very naive into that thinking I, I experienced racism, but not to that level. And then when that yeah. all happened, it was like, whoa, this is. These beliefs are held
2: here. Wow. Wow. That is just, it, it's just, it's absolutely
0: heartbreaking. You're on mute, Mish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, because you're not living in Texas or maybe some of the other suburbs, like, you know, in the South that you think maybe those views would still be held. It's like you're, you are living in a really liberal area and yes. so that must be very, really shocking to to see that there's still people that, yeah, that's that, yeah. that way.
2: Did it make you want to use your, I guess, your your profile and, um, you know, who you are as an individual to, to use as, um, like, a voice for, to come out? Or did you feel like kind of retracting? Like, you did say you needed to, like, step back a bit. But was there any – yeah, where were you at with that?
1: I think, yeah, I felt – initially I felt very much, you know, I wanted to be out there, the front lines, the sort of thing. But that as I went to – I mean, I went to several protests and, like, I walked and, you know – the demonstrations of sitting quietly in places and stuff like having conversations, it got to the point where I felt like, like, I'm not, it's not enough. Like I, it, it felt, it was, it got discouraging after a while because people weren't listening. And like we mentioned earlier, friends that you thought stood by you, how they held very, very different views. And so it got to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to be on social media. I don't want to even deal with it because it was just, yeah anger and rage and these these little blurbs and videos and it was just it was it got it got to be too much so i i definitely felt like okay i'm just going to retract because this is just it's it's taking a toll on my my mental health
0: yeah
2: yeah absolutely yeah it's just that
0: self-care isn't it like really being able just to preserve your own that's what you have to do in those situations it's just too overwhelming it's just too mm -hmm. it's too much yeah i totally i mean also i guess one of the biggest takeaways, uh, I guess, from myself living overseas, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Tam, is that it really was a global movement. Like we we marched here. Yeah. We marched as well. Yeah. Like we, we yeah. were out in the streets as well. There was a huge, oh, yeah. huge march in every single major city. In the middle of a pandemic, we all went out. Yeah. And I just, and, and, you know, and it was doubled with, you um, you know, fighting for injustice for Indigenous people in Australia and, and incarceration and deaths in custody, like it it took on mm-hmm. its own life here as well. So um, there has been some really positive things, I think, if, um, you know, if we can let you know anything as well, it was a really big global movement and I think there were a lot of people on board, which I think is really great.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was that's huge.
2: Yeah. It, I think, it, like you were saying to me, Jay, it's, you know, it's listening and it's, it's being educated. It's like listening to, you know, and putting yourselves into the shoes of, you know, like yourself, like people mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and, and actually just being like, okay, well tell us like, what is this? Like, let's talk about this and actually mm-hmm. understand. And I just, do you feel that there is um, there's positive change that has sustained or do you feel like it's just this big, like this blew up and everyone's on this, this trend that, yeah is is there some positive stuff that's actually sticking or do you feel like it was just yeah a trend that blew up
1: I think there is some positive I do feel like there is there has been more there's been more of a conscious effort to listen I think that was I think that's starting to happen I'm seeing Mm -hmm. more inclusivity and in in places where I didn't see it before so I do think there there has been um some positives I mean we definitely have a quite a ways to go But I do think that yeah, for sure that there's there's definitely been more sensitivity, uh, and you know, really being intentional about including people, about being not just oh okay, we're not racist, but being anti-racist, being anti-things of that nature. You know, I think there's really been a conscious effort in that way, and that's and that's beautiful to see. It's something I've never seen before.
0: Well, that's positive. Yeah, that's that's so positive. Um, And I just want to touch on, too, I guess um, it kind of lends into, I guess, the inclusivity and and seeing uh, I've definitely noticed like big brands starting to work with a lot more diverse people. And you have definitely worked with big brands like Bose and Adidas and Nike. Can you tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about, um, you know, some of those relationships and also your relationship with social media and how. You view, um, I guess, using a tool like that, uh, you know, for either your advantage or for your advocacy or for your profile and all those sort of things as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen a huge uptick in um, in ads with the big brands and with with people of color being included. I mean, it's it's noticeable when I turn on TV and you're watching commercials and now you're seeing all these different people and doing you know fitness modeling myself i've taken advantage of it because it's like okay well you're wanting now to see people that look like me and you know whatnot and so i've definitely used that as well like hey go well that's awesome i'm putting my work out there and and it's actually helped me um build my portfolio and so i use i use it i use my social media for that you know like to build my my modeling portfolio and that sort of thing there is the the downside of social media being it's not always about your skill set but more so about your likes and follows and clicks and whatnot and so that's mm-hmm. that's the other side of it that's kind of like like yeah it's no fun but i do use yeah I, mean, I get it's it's necessary to use social media
2: yeah i mean you've you've said that um there's been times where you've potentially had them compare mm-hmm. social media engagement and, and likes and things like that is is that a common thing where they'll be like show us you know, your, your followers before we sign you off on a, on a collaboration. Yeah.
1: It actually, it's funny. Like it, it didn't all, it wasn't like that several years ago, but now mm. when I submit for jobs, that'll, it'll say, please in- include your Instagram handle. How many followers do you have? And I'm thinking you're mm. asking for an ad that wants somebody to be able to sprint professionally. Why does yes. that matter? Like, and especially for a big brands, yeah. like a Nike or Bose, whatever, like you've got influence, you've got billions yep. of people like, but I guess that's kind of the way things are going now. And so
2: Mm.
1: it's a bit frustrating because I feel like it's a bit disingenuous. Like, yeah,
0: I was just about to say that. Does it feel like it's disingenuous because they're there. It sounds when you, when you start talking about they're looking for someone that has already has an audience. It's not just about inclusivity. It's inclusivity that also will get them reach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. So it does,
1: exactly. Like there's, yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. a caveat to it. Yeah. There's a caveat, which must feel
0: it. a bit. However, it's great that you can take that opportunity because it does influence, Um, it does have a big influence on the wider community. It does make such a big mm-hmm. difference to see for young um, people of color to see people that look like them, and like you said, yeah. I've noticed that. I've even noticed that in Australia. Like our, I mean, it is yeah. so white here. So even having someone that's even like a bit tan, like me, used to be super unusual. And now you're really mm-hmm. starting to see it's it's it. And yeah. Australia is really multicultural as well, so mm-hmm. it, they are they are starting to see it because people have demanded it. They've just said we need to, it needs yeah. to look like what Australia looks like. We're really multicultural, so it, it's starting to happen. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And I think, um, you know, f- from a
2: perspective of, of New Zealand, like New Zealand have done really well to, you know, ever since they still do in the schools and st- like in- ensure that inclusion is at the forefront, but also education around our native people and the Māori culture. And we learn how to speak te reo from like a young age where we don't just say the colours in in English, we say them in Māori as well or in te reo. Yeah. And like, just I just feel so kind of um stoked that new zealand really does ensure and we have like ever since we were born you know that that's- yeah, we don't do um, that in australia
0: too- it's like yeah. the opposite of that here so it's it's uh, and we've mm. always i've always looked at new zealand as such a great example even like mm-hmm. town names or you know when you go to new yeah. zealand it's very obvious that the um it's those traditions are still upheld whereas it's the it's pretty rare here i mean you see Mm. little bits and pieces of efforts and they're trying to get better to include indigenous culture but it's it's a pretty woeful effort to be honest like yeah definitely not at schools or anything like that nobody knows the the true story Mm. of what really happened until you know you actually go seek out that education yourself so Yeah. yeah
1: same here yeah Mm, yeah yeah
2: yeah i know it's a whitewashed
0: version of history that's taught yeah yeah
2: Yeah, right yeah it's so fascinating though so um i wanted to also ask about uh, moving on to the music stuff which is i know
0: this guy's like multi multi multi-challenging he does everything how i mean to try It hours a day when do you have any time for anything else i would be sleeping the rest of the time yeah well you don't really sleep that much do you <laughs> i
1: know yeah I'm, I'm like i'm always up pretty late but like yeah i don't sleep a ton no
2: oh wow <laughs> who needs sleep when you got shit to do <laughs> Yeah, yeah <exactly. laughs> so you've got a quote i think on your website that's um if it doesn't what is it doesn't um light up your soul uh yeah. don't do it is that what yeah. it is yeah, yeah yeah i absolutely love that and so obviously you've got you know you've grown up playing drums at church you've got um Two projects on the go. So you've got one band where you're drumming, and then you've got your um, your singing and songwriting um, mm-hmm. project as well. Okay, so when do you fit all of this in? And, <laughs> 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 and tell us how. Yeah, like you're out digging and you're and you're writing and you're like, how the hang do you do all of this? I think
1: <laughs> it's kind of like now especially there's it's off season and whatnot so now it's a lot more in the morning it's like emails and modeling kind of stuff and then like my middle of my day is like i'm working out and then in, usually in the evening time is when i get to do like my songwriting and, and music stuff Cause i don't know for me like at night in the evening is when like my creative like juices get flowing and so yeah evening time that's probably why i'm up so late all the time as well i'll get these ideas for songs or drum parts or whatever and i've got to yeah. like I've got to work them out. So that's that's really kind of how that's what I've been doing it lately. Has been like at night. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, and that's then so cool. You, you yeah. get like what four to five hours of sleep. Do you? Yeah. Or what's-
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so like <when> you did. <laughs> if you mm. had to um, choose some artists to to put on and to listen to, who would be your like go to artists? What's the genre that you're listening to, and what are you really inspired by?
1: Um, I I typically kind of go back quite a bit to like that 90s, 2000s like rock era, like al- alternative rock era that's ah, kind of cool. like my writing style kind of goes back to that. So I would say like Incubus, Jimmy Eat World
2: like
1: I like I like that that's that's yeah. I love that that's so cool. so that's where yes. I like my writing comes from and that those are my influences but then I've got so many other ones like my, I have a really musical family so yeah it was such a huge thing and my my uncle who's passed away when he when he passed he left me his vinyl collection so oh, it's like crates that's... and crates of vinyl oh. of CDs of cassettes, like I don't have room for all of it. And so, like,
0: oh, wow,
1: there's there's something from every genre.
0: Oh, my God, so cool! Oh, my God, that is. I, um, I wanted to inherit uh, my parents' final collection when they moved houses. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I just didn't verbalize that. I just, I guess, I thought I assumed that they would just Give it to me, and then yeah. I, when they moved, I was like, Oh, yeah, so where are all the vinyls? because I knew they didn't have room for it now. And they're like, Oh, we sold it, we sold them all. And I was like, What? Oh, my what god. Are you talking? About? no, <laughs> it was, no. And there was some <laughs> classic like Michael Jackson and Elton John and ABBA, mm-hmm. and just all the oh. stuff that I grew up on. And it was just all like, The greats, oh my god, but anyway, I started my vinyl collection when I turned 40. I said for everybody, If you want to, you don't have to get me a gift, but if you do want to get me something, if you could get me. A vinyl that is something that means a lot to you or you think would mean a lot to me. And I got the That's dopest cool. collection because my friends That's know me awesome. so well. So it's all these like amazing, like classic hip hop albums from the 90s that I was obsessed with. I, they all gifted oh. them. Just, I've got a really great collection now. So I was
1: super That's lucky. Awesome.
2: <laughs> that is so good. I do you know my latest vinyl. I the last vinyl I bought was um Betty Davis, you know, mm. she, so not yeah. the. Not Betty Davis, the actress, but like Betty Davis, the soul Mm. funk queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, Awesome. Yeah. And I just, I love, I love her so much. Like, honestly, it's just like, yeah, I I want to collect all of her albums. But, yeah, she's she's a rip, and I love her. And also just, yeah, getting those old-school bands that we used to listen to growing mm. up and stuff, like old-school punk and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, I yeah. love Oh, the grunge <laughs> era
0: of the 90s as well was so massive. Like so, Pennywise you know. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's I hilarious. love that. Yeah.
2: So what, what are you most drawn to um, in terms of, like, you know, it does is, is drumming like your go to where it makes you like kind of feel alive, or is it singing like what one do you kind of yeah, what are you drawn to the most?
1: I think I'm probably drawn to singing more. Um, mm-hmm. I think that feels, I can't wait to hear you sing. It feels more <laughs> like that when we talk about that flow state kind of thing. Mm. I mean, once yep. I'm past like the initial nerves of it, it's like. Mm it's like an extension of yourself. And I feel like that's that it feels more like that with singing than it does with drumming.
0: Yeah. That yeah. you would know this, Tammy, that flow set. I used to be a singer. Uh, Tammy, you don't know this, but I used to be a singer actually as well in high school. And I, um, if, you if do. I, I didn't know that, no, I don't, I don't really <laughs> tell many people anymore. But, um, is, it, is it on vinyl? Get the vinyl. No, on. absolutely not. <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah. laughs> but it's like when, um, Sometimes if I just if I'm just not feeling great just to sing like the feeling mm-hmm. of singing and how good that feels mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if everyone is connected to that feeling it's so mm. awesome it really does feel like it comes from the soul like it's such a beautiful yeah. like I can't even explain yeah. it but you guys will know what I'm talking about it's mm-hmm. just Absolutely. such a great feeling
2: yeah Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's therapeutic and cathartic and um, yeah, it is. Yes, it is an ex- of extension things. of your soul, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Makes and, you feel um, so
0: good just to just belt out, bounce know? it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly, some,
1: exactly. Yeah. some
0: Celine Dion or you know, there's an epic key change and you're like, yes, I'm gonna hit that note. I'm not. I, probably I was won't doing that anything. not long ago. That's so weird because I don't know
2: why my heart will go on was I don't even know where it was on it was on somewhere recently and I was like
0: literally belting out what a tune what a tune I love Uh, that's the one thing I love about Celine Dion um she had the same same um writer actually as Meatloaf which I found weirdly when I was like a teenager I used to be obsessed with yeah um his name's it's like jim steinman or something i remember i remember discovering i was a, like a full music nerd as a kid right. i remember discovering that and you can actually hear the different you can actually hear the similarities in the music once you once it clicks there's and there's always mm-hmm. those epic key changes you're like yes <laughs> the, bring back the power ballad I love it. so true oh my yeah. goodness jay have you style.
2: written a song with a key change in it before <laughs> <laughs> Have I written
0: one? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you should. You're going to we'll bring um, it back. My house. I don't know if I have any
1: that have, have key changes. I might have, I know like there's parts where I have the bridge and there's like a, a high note that that goes, I don't necessarily change the key, but there's always, there is a few times I've done the you know high, when, the high um, note thing.
0: You know when Beyonce mm-hmm. did it with um uh Love on Top, when it was just like key change after key change, mm-hmm. after, 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 key key the end, change after it was like, yeah, yes. she's bringing it back. <laughs> it just yeah. keeps going okay. like this is so epic yeah, i love yeah. it i love
2: it oh my gosh beyonce i love her um okay so you with your most recent project where you're writing and singing mm-hmm. when are we going to hear something off that when are you dropping so a weird one? i'm hoping no pressure within no pressure like, yeah the
1: next like <laughs> couple weeks because you know the process of once you have a take you do all the recording you go to mixing and then it's it's you know okay we didn't like this part, change that. Da, da, da. So it's like mm. multiple mix downs of something. So we're, we're in the phase of that right now for the first single. And then, so I'm hoping within like the next two weeks, we'll be able to get it out there. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting it out there. It's, it's really fun.
2: How do people find your music and how do people find you on social platforms?
1: Um, so my, so my personal account is, uh, RJ Slaterade. That's my IG. And then my love that. Drumming one is Raya Band that's R E Y A H B A N D mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the other one where I'm singing that's Avian Atlantic A V I A N A T L A N T I C
2: Okay perfect all right and we we follow you on Instagram too so you can always troll through yeah. who we follow and yes. you'll find J on yeah. there as well yeah, yeah. Um I wanted to know so we quite often talk about like Michelle went and um, doubled down on her photography, music photography career and has mm. made an incredible, incredible waves. Um, I say is the best photographer over the side of the world. She goes, no, you can't just say the best. So one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you say the best? I'm, I'm well, oh, she's, best. Humble.
0: she's <laughs> humble. I just feel so, like <laughs> there's a lot of great photographers. So I feel
2: like. She's she's taken photos of Billie Eilish, like she's like literally taken some yeah, and Mark Ronson, and like yeah, she's got an impressive portfolio of people. and
0: We would talk. Look, if we you talk need a need press shots, it. Jay. Um, I've got you. Like when when they yes. let us leave the country again, you know, if you ever need some oh to yeah, stuff. for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. I'll come and see all yep. of my friends in America at some point. <laughs>
2: I know well I was meant to be living there this time of like I literally was meant to be there over at, like March and then it's too depressing Tam. we can't let's talk, talk about, about. it <laughs> <laughs> we will just we're just yeah we're chilling for a while until the lockdowns yeah. lift yeah. um but yeah so with you, you were kind of saying before like your sports and music happened simultaneously mm-hmm. was there ever uh Some part of you that wanted to like quit the sports profession and and actually double down on music and do that as a full time profession, or was it always like the side hustle? Like, yeah, I
1: think it was always the side thing because I Mm -hmm. I think early on, sports was always a a, it's kind of a way for me to kind of escape, Mm -hmm. you know, from being teased or bullied and the things like that. So it was like that was my place to go okay I'm not no one's gonna tease me here because I'm good at this so like, I really like doubled down on that and music mm. was something I actually like I kind of hid like I was very oh. much like scared to put that out there or felt not necessarily embarrassed but just like oh what if they laugh at me what if you know and all those different things that go on so yeah. it was definitely something that I held back on for quite a while
0: that's so true yeah.
2: and I can, and when I you, can relate um, to that
0: yeah, totally. I completely resonate with that, actually. Um, and mm. when you talk about the teasing and bullying and stuff, like, do you feel like, because, I, you know, I definitely experienced that as a teenager as well um, or as a young person. Mm. There's something in that, though, that I feel like, builds like resilience do you feel like that's something that's kind of and it's awful to say like oh everyone should get teased because it's character building because it's like so traumatic (laughs) at the time (laughs) but like as an adult there is something about it it's like you kind of learn how I don't know I learn how to navigate certain things I learn how to use humor to deflect stuff and there's Mm -hmm. like there's a character building element do you feel that way
1: I do absolutely I think that I feel like there's a, there's a a compassion that I feel too that,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, built over the time of understanding and empathy, like you Mm -hmm. go through these things and you're able to see when somebody else is dealing with it and you're like, I know what that's like. You see the look on someone's face when they don't feel confident or they feel like, you know, the world's Mm -hmm. against me and like, you Mm -hmm. know what that feels like to be able to come along and be a friend to somebody like that or, um. Just navigating life situations so i mm-hmm. I mean yeah like you said it's it's you don't want to say like you should have to deal with these things growing up <laughs> and with, like, yeah grandma, but like at the same time it definitely does but also in, to
0: advise younger people too that it yeah. you know it's that um it's that moment in time because it feels like it's your whole world and it's always going to mm-hmm. be like that and just to yeah. if they can look at you to say hey i went through this as well i i had a lot of bullying in my high school for a, a range of different things that really stayed with mm. me for a long time, but just, mm. and you know, if they can see someone now that they feel like is successful or whatever, it's like, you can get through this. This is, you know, it, you, you can yeah. build that resilience and build that, strength to deal with stuff and not just crumble and not just fall into mm. a heap and um, mm-hmm. be yeah. depressed forever or whatever even though that is mm. part of it I guess but um, you know try and use it as a way to inspire that it's not it's it's a moment in time and don't um, yep. don't feel like yeah. it's always going to be like this I guess
2: yeah and I but I also think as well it's important to call out the um it's almost the the labels so i was reading something the other day just about you know as adults so we get these labels put on us as kids you get bullied as kids for certain things or mm-hmm. um and it it that sort of stuff can grow with you as an adult and those things those scars and that trauma if you wanted to call it that they don't like they kind of grow with you and you treat, like you you learned how to accommodate it, how to combat it, how to, under, you know, you understand all of the things in order to kind of go, this is a trigger for me from when I was a kid and it's a lie. So I'm just yes. going to continue to do. So being able to actually... Uh, help younger people or not even just younger people on like, do you know what your trigger is and where it comes from and why? And mm-hmm. then let's just like smash through it and work through it. And, and when you, when, you, when that's popping up and you're about to, you know, be at the forefront of your, your fear mm-hmm. because it's something of when you got bullied, let's just like talk you through it and let's get you past that pie, continue to remind you that it's a label that you probably carried along your life into adulthood, and that it doesn't have to stick around like you can actually re you know repurpose that and move it into yeah does that make sense I don't know
1: absolutely no totally totally
2: yeah yeah because I just think yeah I just think that there's for me growing up I was like I was a real pain though like I don't know if I've told you before (laughs) Michelle but I used to like go out and put my tap dancing shoes on and like drag a vinyl mat into the lounge room into the, on the wooden floor because dad wouldn't let me tap dance <laughs> directly on the floor. And I'd literally like put on shows for all of my sister's friends who were like teenagers and they were like, you're such a dick. Go away. You're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> go away you're such a well to be fair one of them I ended up marrying which is my (laughs) ex-husband so obviously impressed it's pretty impressive (laughs)
0: that's funny no but
2: (laughs) I think I think that that thing though that kind of um needing to like don't be a show-off go away you're annoying you're not even good at what you're doing is something that would still can still plague in your mind as an adult. Like, oh, if I post myself singing, am I being a show off? Mm-hmm. You know? Ah, yes. So I that's what, what I mean. If, like carrying that, that trigger for you is like, oh no, are people going to think that I'm a real show off and that I just need attention
0: when you're actually just wanting to connect with people through Mm-hmm. Yeah, singing. see I'm I don't know, Jay, you might resonate as well. I'm the oldest, so we just where we are show-offs, oh, yeah. like I am the show-off of the family. So I don't feel that with <laughs> social media. Um, Jay, you're the oldest of three siblings. Do you feel this? And are you um are you similar to your siblings at all? <laughs>
1: Actually no, I'm the opposite. I'm of the three of us, I'm probably the most reserved and most like behind the scenes. <laughs> so like, funny. Okay, you guys do your thing. My brother and my sister are much they're very very extroverted, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um but yeah, that feeling of not wanting to show off or be quiet like
0: yeah. I actually have a
1: story about that. Like I there was a time and my dad didn't mean it, you know, it was, I made up a story about it, but growing up, we were driving somewhere and I was in the back of the the van with a big old caravan. And I'm like singing all loud and just doing, just doing the most. And he yells Mm -hmm. back, be quiet, you know, sit down, like stop. But in Mm -hmm. my mind at that age, I took that to mean I can't, I need to be quiet like all the time. Like I, like me being loud and and excited and all that was too much. And so Mm -hmm. that definitely carried well into my adulthood and recently and it was something that I carried, especially with my dad for a really, really long time to the point mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, I've got to face this. This is this is problematic. So not even, it probably hasn't even been a year where I was like, hey, dad, this this is a thing that had happened <laughs> and wow. told him about it. And he's like, well, what? And I was like, okay, so yeah. like, I think I need to actually like sing in front of you, like in front of you and like not a church setting, like at the house, and so I can get past this. He's like, oh, okay. So he like okay. sat down on the couch. My <laughs> mom sat there and I'm sitting at like the dining room table and I'm 36 years old and I'm getting ready to sing a song. It was like a John Mayer song. And I'm getting ready to sing. Oh. And I felt shaking like, oh, I'm like freaking like physically. I'm like, oh, Whoa. my god!" So I realized like that trauma was still there. And this yeah. idea of like, oh, dad's going to get mad at me. I mean, I, I and I did it and it was fine. But like, I, I totally wow. resonate with that. Like we carry yeah. that stuff
0: for yes. a super
1: long time especially Absolutely. parent stuff
0: i definitely have yes there's definitely parent stuff in wrapped up in not feeling good enough or like mm-hmm. just it's it's mm-hmm. that's a thing it's a trigger for me for sure like i still feel that mm-hmm. and it's uh it's wild it's because i know my parents are so proud of me and they're really supportive mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then they might just say one little thing and it's just like you just mm-hmm. feel like you're a child again you're like oh my god it just can yes. get you in tears yeah. it's so that's wild. it yeah it is really, and, and really i think crazy. that
2: yeah. And those are those triggers that are super important to talk about as adults and to let kids know, like, you know, you'll bring those sorts of triggers into your adulthood, but it's being able to understand them and being able to approach them just like you did, Jay. Like that's mm. super, like, I, yeah, I love that. you. That's did that. so
0: good. I just, that's, yeah. yeah. Just start really confronting it head on. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, I love yeah. that. Singing is love so that. personal like that though. Like I,
2: if, if I if I'm not in the right mood and if someone's like offended me or something not that I get offended very easily but I don't want them to hear me sing like if I was growing up and dad Uh, told me off whether it was nothing to do with singing or what but I just wouldn't sing in front of him because I'm like this is my this is so much Mm -hmm. my soul bearing you know thing that yeah so I literally would be like no not singing in front of that person
0: (laughs) (laughs) you don't get to hear me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that though. That's awesome. So good. Well, are, are you
2: both, um, so bo- both being oldest siblings, who's bossy out of the two? I'm, you boss, I'm at
0: like, bossy. I'm like, absolutely. I'm so bossy yeah. and extroverted and always was the, my poor brother, always the center of attention. And was, <laughs> I was a complete overachiever as well as a kid. Like I always was doing really big stuff. Uh, that's Mm. why when you know the failure that led me to be a photographer was so traumatic for me because I just wasn't used to failing it just wasn't a thing Mm. in my life so um and 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 again very character building you need to fail in life it's so important Mm -hmm. and like for me it was catastrophic on your like face plant kind of failure but yeah yeah, as a as a child was like you know straight a's was on the basketball team, was in you know in, in the mu- doing music stuff and and doing really well. So, but very very bossy, and um, my parents would definitely say that for sure.
1: <laughs> I, I will I will say I was I was as a child I was definitely bossy. for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the oldest. You listen to me. It's,
0: yes, it's, it's definitely the mom and dad that. are
1: around. It's, it's, I, it's I'm running the show. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, over And, the and how was,
0: how much older are you, Jay, than your other? Um, so three I'm three
1: years older than my brother and I'm nine years older than my sister.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. 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 So there's, that's, you know, you definitely would be like, I am in charge. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. There's oh, four yeah. of us and
2: there's, yeah, I'm the second youngest and it's definitely interesting. Like the two middle kids, I think that we, Um, I don't think that I fell under the radar. Like my other sister, who's in the middle, she did for sure. But yeah, youngest and oldest definitely like bossy and gets away with everything. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> anyway. Oh well, I, lo- I it's been so awesome to chat to you, Jay. And what a great I love chat.
0: It. This has been so good. Yeah, so this has been fun. a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: So much fun. I my uh internet or my Wi Fi's been roboting the whole time. So if I looked like, I was like, <laughs> oh wow, well, it's just the way it is I'll probably the sound has been
0: off. great Tam so we've yeah, got, <laughs> it's, got good. <laughs> it's honestly been like uh, 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 over the side nah, so. we've heard you perfectly from yeah, the side so good
2: oh yay well it's been so nice I love it that people can just like connect online and then come together and just have the best chats yeah, even are on the true. other side of the world um so Jay knows all about swoopy boy magpies
0: <laughs> i was
2: telling him have you been educating
0: telling- him about them. <laughs> it's so funny because people always talk about like you know oh my god you live in australia and there's like snakes and spiders and, and i'm like but the magpies are what we're scared of this. <laughs> that's what will fuck you up in spring they're protecting their babies we have to watch it's watch our eyes the other things is like you never see them in the city ever
2: oh they i hate them but Michelle, you know, the brown cardigan post that he put up where the little kids on a scooter zooming down the street. The oh my gosh,
1: that's Jay. the
2: funniest thing. <laughs> that's So
1: funny. But <laughs> I saw that, oh my gosh. Like- <laughs> Jay,
0: there's one I have to send you. I don't know if you've seen it, Tam, but there was a, it came out a few years ago, but there was a girl um, who was riding her bike and she put a helmet mm-hmm. on. And there's like a kind of an urban myth that if you put eyes, like you, you draw eyes on the back of your helmet, Oh, yeah. It'll stop, it, it will stop the bird from swooping you because it thinks you're looking at it. And so she's, yeah, she's riding her bike at full speed passes and the, the magpie just starts like literally pegging into her head. It's just like, and she's screaming, she's like, the eyes don't work, the eyes don't work. It's the funniest. Be like sometimes when Jarvis and I are feeling us. sad, we just put this I've video on. This. It, I've, I've got to send it to you. This. It is so funny we'll oh, definitely I we'll definitely it. put it in we should put it in our um, show notes as well if people have not seen it tam for people yeah, to see to see that the oh, swoopy God. videos it's so funny swoopy
2: boys But uh, we've actually so we don't swoopy boys aren't as bad here like um yeah they, do you get we, them there we have them here but they're not aggressive like australia oh, but we so have aggressive. these native birds called kiers, which are really oh. cute and <laughs> if you go on a bushwalk and you park your car they're attracted to silver so they go and strip all the chrome off people's cars and they like rob <laughs> keys and stuff so you can't leave your keys out on the if you left your keys on the top of the car or oh something oh my god but people will what? go for like a 2 hour bush walk and all of their chrome bumpers and stuff will be pulled <laughs> off they pull all the mirrors off and everything like what? they
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah that's so cute that's as well but they just the funniest cars. thing I've ever I've never heard that it's oh so God. funny yeah. that's incredible they steal like like jewelry what do they, they do it steal- with what do they do with it do they sell it on the black market like
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is are they making nests or what, like yeah, what- <laughs> just like a pile of like car parts just in <laughs> <and> trees <laughs> or what the- <laughs>
2: I don't so know. Funny. I need. To, I'll, oh send some, I'll send you. I'll send you. Yeah, but there's like signs up when you go bushwalking. Be careful of the kids. Like they'll just. Yeah, they're just attracted to shiny stuff. It's really weird. So.
1: Some of the craziest animals. Like I was telling Tamara, like the here mm-hmm. we call like Australia like the land of nope because like <laughs> there's like all these meme pages that have like all these <laughs> random things that you see in
0: in Australia. These in giant Australia. Spiders. Coming out of the car. I always tell my friends, especially my (laughs) friends in LA. They always send me those videos as well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we live in the city. Like, we don't, <laughs> like, it's literally like we don't see those. They don't believe me though. That occasionally, yeah. like, there was a there was a massive spider at our house for a bit, and I sent it to one of my friends, and he's like, You said you lived in the city, and I was like, I know, I'm sorry. Occasionally <laughs> we'll see a giant spider, but generally speaking, we don't really we don't see no have to get out a bit into the car. Then you would say, Well, where I grew up, definitely. You definitely I grew up yeah. in the country, so we saw sort of snakes and all kinds kinds of stuff yeah. but they're not yeah. in the you know they're not in our apartments and in our houses here as much not really like I was over there for 12 years in
2: Australia and I never saw anything like that and we'd go camping and stuff and I still didn't see anything I saw one snake
0: once across down by the Yarra River the only problem otherwise- is if you do see a snake the likelihood that if it bit you you would die is quite high so it's like They're really poisonous. So that's, I I mean, that's the downside. If you see one, you're probably going (laughs) to (laughs) be the downside is, <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, yeah, he's happen to come over anymore. It doesn't <laughs> happen. Like, you're fine the in the city. Of, just know. come visit us in Melbourne. Oh. It's totally
2: fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Jane, New Zealand is fine. Like, we've got nothing. We literally don't have anything. Yeah, you like, don't, have,
0: don't have. what? How? It's so close, and you guys don't have all the things. Why well, it's is that? because New
2: Zealand are, because we're obsessed with
0: biosecurity.
2: <laughs> like, you literally, I mean, we're the too. only country in the world that doesn't have Covid in it right now yeah you are so you do really well like with super... the you,
0: we don't we don't we've done not as well with the um the border security here to <laughs> keep letting yeah. it keeps slipping through we get down to zero and there's a, like another little case that gets through hotel quarantine it's crazy yeah,
2: yeah we're definitely wow. um pretty pretty thorough over here like and but new zealand is a very cooperative like we they're very yeah respectful and cooperative mm-hmm. of stuff so yeah I mean, we're, we're, we're mostly like
0: but. we're mostly like that as well to be honest it's that you don't have the the american issue of um you know 50 oh, percent of the population you know mm. believing in certain things that <laughs> not wearing yeah. masks and stuff like that you i mean yeah. you see small fractions of it but it's not it's not the same so we're a bit mm. lucky in that mm. regard
2: Oh, I love America though. I still enjoy my Same. my trips over there every year. And yeah, you've spent heaps of time over there too. Oh, my sh-
0: favorite people live in America, so yeah, it's it's tricky yeah. um, to yeah. be stuck on this island. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I <laughs> yeah. want to see everybody. get over there
0: at some point yes so yeah. you have to come visit us Tam will come over come to Melbourne yeah. and we'll all hang out yeah. it'll be super fun and then we all can come to the avocado farm as well oh we can New all co- yeah so exactly you we could all go, go that, well. would
1: cool. that would be <laughs> New cool New Zealand <laughs> that would
0: be you've got to go to New Zealand if you come to Australia you absolutely have to go to New Zealand it's like so beautiful it's insane you'll feel like you're in a movie it's just like it's so so stunning
2: yeah it's pretty cool go through all yeah. the uh, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings <laughs> Um, terrain exactly. Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why my uh, my best my best friend, him and his wife, they took they're huge Lord of the Rings fans, and their, their, ah. their honeymoon was in New Zealand, and they stayed for probably a month, and they yes. that was a big deal. It was it was, a be- it was beautiful, and all the things, all the pictures. I'm like, oh my god, it looks like incredible. when you,
0: especially when you fly into Queenstown, it literally mm. it, it looks like it doesn't look real. You're just like no. I, it looks like cgi that's how crazy it is. Like, I, this cannot be yeah. real terrain that is around me like it's so wild yeah it's, it's really, amazing really
2: and my family my mum and dad only live 20 minutes from the shire <laughs> so that's oh, pretty cool that's yeah hobbiton cool. or whatever it's called is it hobbiton? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool to go and look at as well so that's it's in awesome. the north that is and then the south's where most movies have been filmed but yeah it's pretty gorgeous that's for sure Hmm. So do your research and come over. <laughs> well, do. Well, do. <laughs> Look, it'll right, probably well, be twenty twenty nine, but
0: you know, when they open the border. I know, fine. right? Oh my gosh. Let's hope it happens. <laughs> um, but than thank later. you, Jay. That was such a great chat. It was really, oh, really thank you for awesome, having me. Too. This has
1: been a lot of fun. It Super was so
0: it. much fun. Yeah, we loved having you
2: on. So yeah, we will yeah. um I'll get this out in the next little while. So yeah, that
0: sounds Okay, let's end it now. Whoops.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we're still recording.
0: (laughs) We still are recording. We haven't done an official ending yet, but... uh, No.
2: (laughs) It's fine. Guys, just listen to us the
0: the end of us rambling on.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, I love it. Oh, it's been so nice to have you on. And um, yeah, we will definitely get over to your side of the world one day, for sure. Likewise. Yeah. All right. Yay! (laughs)